This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Reddit likes this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Talk by pro wrestling fans. Welcome back, everybody, to a, another episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. You can listen to this and all past episodes at markingout.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes and all of your major podcasting platforms. Facebook.com slash out, Twitter.com slash out, out one at gmail.com, ProWrestlingTees.com slash out, and watch our videos at YouTube.com slash out 11 My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at ChrisSweenDog. I am also sitting here with Dave, who you can follow on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. Dave, good evening. How art thou? Good evening, good sir. How are are you doing? I'm, well, actually, I'm doing very well. Now, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing, I'm doing, I guess I could say awesome as always because the, the third member of our show, Brandon, uh, the BTTGST has kicked off this week. That's the B to the G summer tour. Uh, and Brandon's not with us this week because, no. yeah, Brandon's on tour. He's, uh, first stop of the, the summer is the Journey and Def Leppard tour. So, uh, Brandon is going to stick out like a store thumb at that one. Yeah, he shot me a text already saying how he's already disappointed because apparently they don't have a, a poster for him to buy. They don't, and, and they don't have a program, which you know Brandon in his programs. Yeah, it's. I don't think they'd have a shirt either, so he's probably going to come. I'm, I'm assuming that's going to be uh, an anti-shout-out. I could only imagine. Yeah. That is for sure. I would see Def Leppard. Yeah. I would, you know what? I would see them for the right price. I should clarify that. Like maybe $5, $10, but nothing more than that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Or, or or like a free concert at like in Massapequa Park or something like that. Because well, they would, they seem like they'd fit their like journey. Yeah. Well, they had live Live Nation like back in I think it was like, April. They yeah. had it was National Concert Week, and they were doing this gimmick where it was I'm stealing Brandon's yeah. gimmick by using nice. gimmick. Um, they had this thing where it was twenty dollar tickets to like a bunch of selected concerts. So like I'm assuming that's where Brandon scooped up his tickets, or he probably paid full price for them. But, yeah, um, yeah, I actually I think that's where there's a what was it? There was one ticket that I really wanted to buy, but time wise it just wasn't matching up. Yeah. But Lindsey Sterling I really want to see. I think she's performing with Evanescence. Oh, really? I think that would be a cool concert. Interesting. She, uh, have you heard of Lindsey Sterling or no? No, I have not. She's a violinist. Ooh. But very very talented. Yeah. Interesting. So, I have to go check that out. Yeah, I scooped up that week. I scooped up tickets to go see uh, to Rise Against and AFIs that direct support. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to go for AFI and leave after them because they'll probably go. direct support. They'll probably put on 45 minutes worth of music, and they usually only like to play for an hour long. So, Who is that? AFI. Dar- oh, oh. AFI's direct support to Rise oh, Against. Oh, Rise, oh. Rise Against like, is the headliner. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So what – about AFI, like I've realized this while, while I was driving, I'm listening to music and stuff. I'm realizing that I'm not really listening to the lyrics too much. Like I listen to the lyrics, but it, nothing really ever sticks home with me. Mm-hmm. Like what about AFI do you like connects with you? Is it the lyrics? Is it like, I don't know if I feel like weird that like I'm a huge fan of so much music, 
yet I'm not relating myself to any of the songs usually, or I'm not listening to the lyrics. Some lyric-wise AFI stuff really gets to me. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's some some stuff on the new album where I was like, wow, I'm like that's that's really like it's deep. And there's stuff mm-hmm. of the art of drowning, which I really get. Um, but yeah, I mean that's but that's the thing with music, like some the, the music you could just love. Like one of my and I've said it on the show too. My one of my all time favorite bands of my top three is Converge, and their album Jane Doe. There's a song on there. There, there. Excuse me. There's a song on there called Homewrecker. You can't understand him screaming at mm. all, but that's the style of genre it is. But lyrically, the words like kind of stuck with me. Mm-hmm. So I would you know recommend just like you want know, like there's like darklyrics.com so you can look mm-hmm. up all like the lyrics and stuff like that to it. So <laughs> I, I feel like I like, don't get me wrong here and like yes I do pay attention to lyrics for some songs and stuff, but mo- more than likely more likely I'm paying attention to the way that it sounds and everything like that. And I'm How like, riff, I, man. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't really have a song that pulls me in that. I'm like, wow, this is like, this is about me. This yeah. is about everything that, <laughs> of course, that me. Yeah. Like you, of course you have songs here and there that you can relate to, but I don't have like any specific song that I'm like, that is 100% like this changed my life. Yeah. No. Okay. I could, I, I understand with that. I mean, I have, I'm not a big fan of putting like, like words, tattoo wise, mm-hmm. on my body. Like I have my kids' birthdays and their names and stuff like that. But like I'm not gonna put like only God can judge me or you know, yeah, something else like that. You know, mark for life. <laughs> I mean, you you know, but, like, a lot of there's but uh-huh. there's two things I have in my body. I have one from that song Homewrecker by Converge. It says no love, no hope, which I truly stand upon. Um, and, and then I have – there's this hardcore band out of New York. They're big on the old New York hardcore scene called Indecision. They turned into the most precious blood. Uh, around my ankle, it's wrapped. It says, for those I love, I will sacrifice, which, like, that, like, sticks home to me. Yeah. Which that's I'm, the thing. Like, uh-huh. That, and also, too, it goes out to, like, my friends, Diana Lynn, our friend Diana Lynn, who passed away a couple of years ago. She was going to get the same thing, too. And it's like – one day I was just like, I have to get this. So it's, like, kind of like my memorial to her mm-hmm. as well. No, I, I feel like I, I kind of wish there was at least a lyric that really held home with me, but there isn't. But I totally get how some lyrics stick home with with a lot of people and it becomes like, I, I guess, a mantra to a point where they'll yes. like like with you, you'll tattoo the lyric on your chat on your body and it just resonates with you and it just holds meaning. Yeah. And. Yeah, but like that—that's that, that certain some certain people will, you know, take that route. Some people just have that mindset and that mentality to it. So it's just like, you know, different different strokes for different folks. But uh, regardless, that's one pro wrestling dot com slash marking out. Dave, how was your week? My week, my week was actually really good. Um, nothing too special going on. Just really gym and studying. Uh, I did realize I think I have, I don't. One of my top favorite Iron Maiden songs, I finally decided on one. Okay. Definitely in the top. I have to put The Clairvoyant. Okay. I was listening to Maiden this week. Yeah? Yeah. Um, one of my favorites, uh, Rind of the Ancient Mariner. I think it's, okay. the, it's the last song on Power Slave. Okay. Ah, so oh, good. Great, C- great CD, the uh, Power Slave. Oh, great album. I, I mean, with the thing with Cla- The Clairvoyant, though, I love the pa- the change of the pace in there. Mm-hmm. Like how 
at first it's a little bit slow and then it just picks up a little bit it's just so energetic and um no matter what you can't go wrong with maiden no you really can't i was it's funny too because i was talking to a father where like my son gets like ot and pt services and stuff like that mm-hmm. and one of the fathers i've become you know friendly with because our kids become friendly and stuff like that so we were just talking about music and stuff like that and i started getting on this tangent about how great iron maiden is and i'm like and you know i i tell like Greg, i drag rachel to it and you know i've seen them i think it it's let's see three uh five times i've seen oh, that man yeah so jealous yeah no it was they, they, they were they're fun and, and bruce dickinson is like an anomaly this is a guy that makes beer uh flies a plane uh had tongue cancer um, yeah, beat, beat cancer. Beat, beat tongue cancer for a guy that's a singer. Like incredible, the power, yeah. the, the riff gods are on his uh, on his side. And he's and I I don't think his voice has really changed after such a traumatic experience, especially with no. his tongue. I really the the CD that they put out following everything, really the uh, same vocal. Yeah, yeah, the same good. vocals. I'm more of like a fan of like I think the last like really good. Iron Maiden album was I don't know I'm trying to, I think Fear of the Dark and then like everything after that was just like uh, like Seven Sun I mean Dance of the Death I think it was mm-hmm. too that was okay yeah Dance Dance of Death that was okay uh, Brave New Brave New World with yeah the, that's with, a good song with the no the like Wicker Man that's like another one of my favorite main songs and that's like okay 2000s Iron Maiden. Yeah, it's funny. Like sometimes I'm listening to like Wicker Man and stuff like that, and I'm like, then I'll see that that because of course I'm not as uh, I'm not as informed as you are. Yeah. So when I see the dates and stuff, I'm like, like I'm like blown away a little bit that this isn't early '80s that I'm listening to something that is late '90s or early 2000s. I'm like, really? I mean, some of this stuff is just amazing. Yeah. No, they're they're spectacular. spectacular. I mean, I, yeah, I was talking to like one of my patients i was just talking with my patient for a while about just this genre genre of music and everything and he was telling me to check out like dream theater and uh dave i forgot a few you other would bands love dream theater if you That's like what, if you like yeah. maiden you would love dream theater i've seen them a bunch of times i mm-hmm. used to have a friend who was like obsessed with dream theater mm-hmm. and like the theatrics involved with them and then like they have this one song that like progresses over like four or five albums mm-hmm. it's that's something you should you definitely look up some dream theater yeah i i actually took out like a best of cd from okay. the library so i have to get into that i do have it on my ipod to get to um and then he also said i have it written down it's i forgot the bad name but i think the song is operation something mine 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 yes queen's yes, yes yeah i saw them live too all right. Silent How are they? Because he said uh, I, he says definitely check them out. Yeah, same genre. I'm not a big fan of Queensrÿche, mm-hmm. but I understand. Like you know, it's that progressive late '80s, early '90s metal, which people yeah. really like. I, I feel like that is the metal that I'm into. Is that that late '80s, '90s just yeah. metal? There's a band that you might like now. There's no lyrics to it, and that's <laughs> would be up to it. It's called Animals as Leaders. All right. They're more they're more progressive. There's no lyrics. The guitars really aren't like super down tuned, and they're real talented. That would be something you should get into as well. I'll I'll check them out on YouTube for sure. Oh, absolutely. All right. So what else happened this week? Gym, no. work, 
Yeah, honestly, not too much. You, you know me right now. I'm stuck in a little uh, in my own uh, protective gel cell, yeah. uh, just getting getting everything done. Um, Absolutely. But, yeah, here and there, I just, I saw like I've been watching here and there clips of like Bar Rescue. Okay. That's always a good TV show. And then like during like while eating dinner and stuff, I'll turn on something and there's a show called carnival eats okay on, on like food network or whatever like that and some of these shows are so good and delicious oh i bet um, and i know what about what about you um you know the usual uh work at the restaurant friday saturday sunday me and my wife celebrated our six years of being married together and we're still together and it amazes me every single day congratulations thank you so we went out to dinner we saw solo which i really enjoyed you know it's it, uh-huh. Did you see it? I, I did not. Oh, I liked it a lot. You know, I went in with extremely low expectations, but it was a Star Wars film. It was, you know, it had the action. It had telling the backstory of Han Solo itself. Um, the one thing I didn't like in the movie, I don't know if this isn't a... Sp- I don't want. Well, no, it's all, it's all good. The one droid. If you if you don't want to if you don't if you don't want earmuffs for another a minute. <laughs> the one droid, Lando Calrissian's droid, L3, I think it's her name was, hands down, might be on the same level as Jar Jar Binks. It was so oh, annoying. That's... So annoying. And if you want to talk to me about this more, Chris Sween Dog on Twitter, you know, we'll discuss how terrible L3 is. Um, Monday, I had a shoot for a new client, which was awesome. Um, yesterday, I was feeling a little under the weather, so I rested and relaxed. Today, I uh, started doing some editing work for said client and some other stuff. Uh, and tomorrow we're going to Sesame Place for the day um, and a half. So That's always a fun time over uh, there. I, I love Sesame Place. I haven't been there, well, obviously since a, a kid and everything. Maybe yeah. maybe at summer camp. Maybe. I think. That could be it. Yeah, no. Um, and they, have, they, they, they do a good job there. They have like cabana rentals now. So mm-hmm. you can rent like a cabana for the day. So we're splitting it with another – one of our uh, friends, um, and they give you like lunch. They give you a complimentary towel. You have your own private splash area, and then so Rachel's friends from her job are coming too, and they're renting a cabana. So it's gonna be a good time. Hey, that's, and, that sounds like a good deal. And we'll be in Pennsylvania, so I'm gonna get some uh, some yards, delicious brewery out there. Get some Thomas Jefferson ales, mm-hmm. and uh, come home and uh, have a field day. There you go. Yeah. Nice. So. Uh, Good things looking up and forward, uh, and it's been a crazy week in the world of professional wrestling. Um, Brandon wanted me all to let you know that he did, in fact, crush Happy Hour this week. Uh-oh. So, yeah, Brandon crushed Happy Hour. Um, anyway, let's get... Oh, I actually saw Brandon. Oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> did you crush Happy Hour with him? No, no, no. I, I just, because uh, his brother, Jared, was up from Florida okay. with his fiance, so... I went over to their house to uh, stop by and say hi and everything. Because and, realistically, I didn't know when was the next time that I would be able to see his brother, but also see his fiance. Okay. Um, so stopped over there, hung out with everyone, and uh, just chillaxed a bit. You nice. Know? Didn't play a video game. You didn't, didn't play, play a video any, game? Uh, no, I didn't play any 2K. No 2K? Wow. So, Wow. wow. Actually, I'm, I'm kind of like weaning myself away from 2K. Yeah. I'm, yeah. It's not that much fun. The last one I was really depressed with for the Switch. So. Mm. Uh, anyway, wow. let's get on to some uh, wrestling talk because it's been a week in the world of professional wrestling. And I think the biggest news we have to start off with is New Japan Pro Wrestling Dominion. Uh, we oh, yeah. spoke about it last week. I mean, we could run down the entire card if we wanted to, but I don't think we want to. 
No, I guess like we could touch the title changes then. Five sticks out. Five, well, I think the only thing that really stuck out was all the title. Uh, uh, five <laughs> title changes out of six titles. Five titles change hands. Uh, Suzuki Goon de- defeated Rapunky three K for the Junior Tag Team Championships. Uh, there's a new never open weight heavyweight champion, and that's Mike Elgin defeating Tai Chi. Did we mention? Yeah, I, I really like Tai Chi. Yeah, you were saying that last week. Yeah, I really like Tai Chi, and then with the uh, Suzuki Gun El Desperado. Dude is so good. Yeah, you're so. I think you texted me when you were watching it. Yeah, I think so. Um, um, had like uh, Suzuki Gun, which was Suzuki and Saber Junior take it on, uh, and defeating Chaos too. Yeah, I know it wasn't a title match, but I am such a mark for Suzuki trading blows with Ishii. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what yeah, you asked me about. From yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like they're slapping each other back and forth, and I love the fact that after the match, even though Ishii just lost he still pursued suzuki on the ramp to attack him and then evil had to make a save leading up to potentially suzuki take it on evil uh in the future actually no that's stupid that was jericho forget Jer- the evil stuff put that with jericho <laughs> but Ishii <laughs> with uh, suzuki for sure that happened um, new new japan heavyweight tag team champions young bucks defeated evil and sonata so unprecedented amount of tag team title runs of the Young Bucks. Congratulations to them. They're heavyweights now. Yeah. I, I think there was nothing else they could do in the junior tag division, so it's like they had to bump them up. Yeah, why not? Um, no. After winning the best of the Super Juniors, Takahashi defeated Will Ospreay, so we have a new uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, I'm... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, that's that's very huge. Huge. Um, Especially, like, Takahashi's been having a really solid year. Yeah, he's having a good run. Yeah, so I'm just going to toss in a few here and there, I know. Uh, but Tanahashi, Jushin Liger, and Rey Mysterio actually lost to the Bullet Club. Yeah, I like Rey Mysterio's uh, get-up he had. Yeah, I know Very Brett cool. really loved his mask, too, that it was split between the New Japan Lion and um, I forgot what uh, what the other half was. I forget, too. I'm sorry. But, yeah. Yeah, no, that was it was good. Um, and I think the biggest shocker to everybody, I know especially me when I was looking at my Instagram on Saturday morning, there is a new Intercontinental Champion, and that's Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho defeated Naito with a low blow and a code breaker, coming out dressed up like Alice Cooper. Awesome. I, I, like I feel like this is really solidifying Jericho as maybe one of the greats ever. I mean, Ever. the fact that the, Jericho keeps on reinventing himself and the fact that he is just a hard-hitting uh, persona, a, a portrayal of himself with the face paint and everything like that, it was just – it was it's awesome. Yeah, it really is. Like, he's really, really, like, solidifying himself as – maybe one of the greatest of all times. Like, you know how we always talk about that Mount Rushmore, you know, the Ric Flairs and the John Uh Cena's Chris Jericho, I think needs to be up there because this guy was solid as a cruiserweight in WCW comes over first, you know, undisputed WWF champion of all time. You know, that whole gimmick that he run, it's like, what is it? Like seven times I've said gimmick already. Yeah. (laughs) Brandon from last week is rubbing off. Then he goes and reinvents himself, says, cuts his hair, says big words, has that unbelievable feud. He had with Michaels goes away for a while, comes back, does unbelievable stuff with AJ Styles. He does unbelievable stuff with, 
you know, Kevin Owens, the list gets invented, and then he leaves WWE. The, the and, best friends. The best friends thing. I and mean, then he leaves WWE, and then he goes to New Japan and has, you know, unbelievable matches with their, you know, two of their top guys, which is then crazy. In, in the meantime, still has the time to still uh, go back to WWE on a rare occasion like Royal Rumble or I think when they were doing a the overseas greatest, show. The greatest Royal Rumble of all times. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, I'm, and then I'm let's. I, I'm sorry for interrupting you, but let's add the Jericho Cruise, where now Impact Wrestling is going to be a part of it, with Ring of Honor. Yeah. I mean, he he's a legend. Yep, legend, hands down. I I was scrolling through my Instagram feed Saturday morning, and all of a sudden I see Jericho with the IWGP Intercontinental Title. I was like, no way. And I think I texted you immediately. I'm like, have you seen anything that comes from Dominion? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's just wild. I kind of like this match more than him versus Omega, too. Yeah, so did I. I mean, I, I don't think that Omega versus him last round was as great as everybody was putting it over to me. Yeah. So. Well, I think they were just amazed that Jericho can still... Because they've seen Jericho in a WWE capacity for, what, like 18 years? Yeah. So now that he's working a different style even though we know that he could still work a different style everybody's seeing that and that's what everybody's geeking out over yeah um, and, and now you're gonna have him probably take it on evil at, for the title at some point coming it's, up it's gonna be awesome i'm so pumped yeah. i'm so pumped about this and again it, now it just branches the new japan audience to so many different markets because now everyone's like oh man chris jericho is a new japan what is this all about and now pe- people will get on the product more Exactly, and you toss around names like Rey Mysterio as well, and a few of these other names that are so prominent, and a lot. It's easy to get back on board. They're, I mean, once Nakamura left New Japan, and, once that whole they have that whole exit of not yeah. just Nakamura, but also you know when Anderson and Gallows left, and all yeah. of them. It's like Balor. There, there was a huge void with them, and I feel like just I feel like Jericho. Him joining New Japan was the first filly, real filling of the void, and now it's solidified. It's, it's actually it's not totally solid, but it's the closest that it's going to be till solid. You need maybe another pay per view or two to see that it's back to where it was. You're back to like a homeostasis, like they did exactly. in Biodome. But, you know? but even even not at that status that it was back with Nakamura Bullet Club and everything. It's still better than anything that anybody else is putting on. Yeah, amen. I 100. The, they just have the bar that high. Yeah, they do. And the bar I think was set a little bit more high during the main event. Uh, we have a new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Kazuchika Okada, has been dethroned after I think they said 720 days. Some New Japan marks going to be like, "Crush your rog." Blah 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 blah. Um, Kenny Omega finally did it in a two out of three falls match. Where he was down one fall to nothing, came back, won the, t- the second two falls in a match that lasted one hour, four minutes, and 50 seconds. Kenny I, Omega no. is your IWGP Heavyweight Champion. This was a uh, a Meltzer seven-star match now. that That's a thing, I think. Don't yeah. know, don't care. Yeah, the, these guys are great performers, and Okada and Omega have just really solidified themselves as the best in the world. So, yeah, the best in the world. And Okada just doesn't get – everyone on this – so many wrestlers on this card just don't get 
enough recognition for how good they are. But these two guys just put on a top caliber caliber match that's probably not going to be reached uh, again this year. No, absolutely. It may be that for years to come. Excuse me, mm-hmm. I just yawned. Um, I liked at the beginning, like Kenny Omega's entrance, how they like had this like him like remembering all the times that he lost to Okada, and then like. Abushi coming in and be like, "Are you ready to sacrifice everything?" And then he comes out and he's all oiled up and jacked and ripped to shreds and coming out with Abushi and it was it was cool. It was real cool. Uh, after the match, the Young Bucks came out and congratulated him. And apparently, it looks like they aligned with the Golden Lovers, and now they are now the Golden Elite. Yeah. So I'm 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 happy to see them uh, putting that together, though. It was cool, and apparently, the Golden Elite shirt is the highest selling shirt. In the history of ProWrestlingTees.com. Whoa. Yeah. The, the marks are out about for this one. So, yeah, uh, you know, I you, you can't blame them. I At some point, I'm probably going to cave and buy. I mean, probably when I get to the mall, I'll probably buy a Bullet Club shirt or like a Young Buck shirt or some. I need some New Japan shirt that I'm probably going to buy. Oh, absolutely. You just go to Hot Topic and get them now, too. That's the crazier thing, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, Definitely. So awesome. So, yeah, if you want to go check it out, New Japan World, NJPWWorld.com. Uh, you can probably watch the replay and all the other stuff that's going on because uh, the G1 is coming up soon, too. So Yeah, and then just how you mentioned Hot Topic and stuff, did you see those pop figures? Yeah, well, have I seen them? I mean, they finally, I guess, they're going to release eight, uh, very soon, but they released the pictures of them, and wow. <laughs> just Wow. Oh, yeah. Looking good. Yeah. All right. So let's get on to some other outs of the ring talk. Uh, Ring of Honor, apparently it came out this week that they might be planning to hold a show at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, potentially next year. This would be huge. Yeah. No date and times were announced. Apparently, from what I was reading, allegedly the people from Madison Square Garden are a little upset that WWE didn't include them in their – WrestleMania endeavors that Uh weekend, and they just went to the Barclays Center instead. So that could be another, maybe, you know. Good for them. Yeah. Apparently, later this year, I didn't even know this, but I think in September, apparently, uh, AAA is holding an event at MSG. Well, I heard they reached out to AAA. Yeah, I think that they are actually holding it, from what I read a few moments ago, they are holding an event in September at MSG. To be the first uh, non WWE pro wrestling com- promotion to be put on there. Oh, that's crazy. Or at least a recent uh, memory. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, wow. Other indie stuff that's going to be going on. Uh, we know that WWE and Evolve have some sort of working relationship together because Gabe Skopolsky has some sort of working relation in NXT. Um, but there's going to be an Evolve event coming up in Melrose, Massachusetts. And Adam Cole will be defending his North American Championship against Walter, who has been rumored to uh, be on his way into WWE. So that's pretty cool, you know. Yeah, that's I, I love that. It's a cool time that we live in in professional as being professional wrestling fans, because you know, eight years ago when we started this podcast, seven years ago, excuse me, something like this would have wouldn't have happened. No, no, not at all. You saw a lot of promotions not even working together in. Even on like the indie scene, you saw a lot of promotions just not working together. Yeah, and now everyone's kind of coming together a little bit more. And I gotta say, I, I think one person that really 
put shine some light on the situation. Not maybe there's a few other out there, but I really think that Joey Janela had put a big light on promotions not working together on the indie scene and everything in like the, that. Even in the New Jersey scene. Yeah, and he has become one of the top wrestlers on the indie scene, deservingly so. And he's actually going to be making his Evolve debut as well with Penelope Ford. Yeah, he's going to be facing off against uh, Austin Theory, the champion, correct? Yeah. Yeah, crazy. Wow. Um, CM Punk, we mentioned uh, the best in the world. Uh, He's not the best in the world in UFC because he, uh, this past weekend, lost by unanimous decision. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, from what I was told, because I missed the fight by, like, I Mm -hmm. think, half an hour where I was going apparently like the guy could have knocked him out in the third round but he was just kind of like toying with him yeah, just to I, get him to the, th- the third round did you watch it yeah and yeah, wasn't a big fan of the guy like he was the other guy was on top of CM Punk and he was throwing punches at CM Punk's face not even looking at him yeah the guy I mean, was, apparently like, looking, was like looking at his coach yeah he was looking at his coach and just punching CM Punk with no eye contact on CM Punk and I'm like thinking I'm like that is so disrespectful. Oh, and absolutely. I could only imagine how how deflated CM Punk would feel during that. He he felt so. I'm assuming felt so deflated that there was no post match, post fight interview from him either. Yeah, because apparently was ready, he got rushed right to the hospital. Yeah, he was ready to say something, and then Joe Rogan was just like, "We'll get to you in a moment or whatever." And CM he spoke to the winner, uh, Mike Jackson, and then. When you thought CM Punk would be interviewed, CM Punk already left the the cage. Yeah, so, so I mean, it looks like CM Punk probably won't be fighting. Allegedly, uh, Dana White said he probably won't be fighting in the UFC again. Uh, I mean, and this was maybe one of the lowest rated uh, UFC fights in a long time, too. No way. Yeah, they said it didn't That's... even uh, didn't even break one hundred and fifty five thousand views. Buys, wow. excuse me. Yeah, wow, yeah. That's great. So that that really is like surprising because Dana White's huge factor and defense for putting CM Punk on the main card and then having guys that are proven like uh, Alistair Overeem who did lose his fight but still and a few other fighters on the pre-card and saying that it was so disrespectful Dana White's argument was well when they start to sell as many pay-per-views as CM Punk does then we could talk yeah so the fact that those numbers are so low that says something right there oh absolutely Hopefully, hopefully he. I mean, he could always go to Bellator, but hopefully CM Punk just does this as a hobby now instead of professional. Because the last thing I want to do is actually see him get hurt. And unfortunately, it seems like we're getting closer and closer to to him getting hurt in there. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Speaking of hurt, we'll talk about a little injury news. Apparently, Sin Cara was injured. Yeah, I guess he had. He's been. He's been recovering from a shoulder injury, and he was supposed to face Sian Almas either on Raw or on Money in the Bank as a pre uh, pre card, uh, kickoff, whatever they call it. And I guess it's just a little bit delayed because he's not cleared yet. Yeah. So, so interesting, very interesting. Uh, and Ricochet apparently was taken off an event on the NXT European tour. Uh, Triple H said today during his conference interview before an NXT takeover that Ricochet's fine. He tweaked something, and they just want to make sure he's good to go. So, 
Makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. He's got a big match against Velveteen Dream. Um, and we will do our predictions for that match later in the show. Um, do you want to take a break, Dave? Or should we just go right to Raw results? No. Well, we can, we can take a break real quick. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back on Marking Out. Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? They're there. They're talk to him. Good. Can I? Yeah. I would love to. Too. Can I really? You know how I feel. Can I swear? I'm, I'm for, absolutely. Ask your friends over here. All right. Oh, hi, Mark. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Mark and App, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. Let's get into it. Let's talk about Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. <laughs> Monday Night Nitro. Oh, man. All right. Kicking off with just a, a weird open. You come into the arena and, like, everybody's on ladders. I guess, you know, yeah. hyping up Money in the Bank finally being this Sunday. Finally. It was interesting to see, to see all of them kicking off this way. Yeah, I know. It was interesting, but it was just like, okay. It's like, I, who, who's going to kick who off the ladder? Yeah, surprisingly, none of that happened. But we did get some interaction between Alexa Bliss and Braun Strowman, which we all miss and love. So dearly. So dearly. But I think the biggest point of uh, – the biggest thing to come out of it is, is Baron Corbin cut his hair. That's that's really all I got out of it. Baron Corbin is now uh, bald. I think it's awesome. It's a good look for him. Now, do you think that this should have been a match gimmick, or is it cool to do it like this, just surprise? Do you think that it was a waste of a potential match? Well, what are they doing with Baron Corbin? Nothing. Exactly. So it's like, what are they going to just put him in this thing where he gets his hair cut off and they do nothing? What is this, a big lucha match? Is he going to get a lot of money to shave his head? No. He'll probably get the same amount of money that he's already making. <laughs> so, yeah, that's yeah, that's what uh, I got from that. So, yeah, I'm mostly going to mention uh, like a part that I loved in this during the, all this interaction was they were bickering. Everybody on the ladders were bickering back and forth, and then Alexa Bliss out of nowhere just screams at the top of her lungs, just interrupting everybody, and then just goes right into putting Braun Strowman over. I loved <laughs> it. I loved it. I yeah, heard man. the scream. I'm like, what the heck is that? <laughs> yeah, man. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, next up, well, match starts off the night is going to be a fatal four-way match with Natalia defeating Ember Moon, Sasha Banks, and Alexa Bliss. All of these women are part of the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Solid four corners match. I liked it. Yeah, it was a good match. I was actually impressed with that bank statement into Natalia's like, step over drop kick. Yeah. I thought that was a cool spot. Yeah, very cool. Some backstage stuff between Kevin Owens and Finn Balor. Kevin Owens asking if he wants some olives because he wants to because <laughs> he can't find an olive branch. Um, and talk about how they have to beat up Braun Strowman. You know, Kevin yeah, Owens. Yeah, no, Kevin Owens just seems desperate to try to get everybody on the same side to double team Braun. Yeah, well, I mean, it's smart. Yeah. You know? It's smart. Some get would say of, maybe get, he's scared of him. Get rid of the big guy so you can try to get the briefcase. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, uh, talking about getting rid of the competition, Ziggler and McIntyre picking up the victory over Breezango. Yeah, I mean, it keeps them strong. You know, I think that the tag team division on Raw is pretty weak. Yeah, you know, I, I agree with you. Yeah, you know, they had those cool two couple wins with Breezango. They should have kept the, the, the wagon train going with them because I, I think they're money, but that's just me, you know. I mean, I, I agree with you, but it seems like they're rolling with the B team. Yeah. But I and I think that they're I guess like, yeah, it's a fun gimmick and everything like that. But I'd rather them roll with 
like you said, maybe Breezango or McIntyre Ziggler a little bit heavier. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you had some backstage stuff with Roman Reigns. Um, then they hyped the fact that Brock Lesnar is now the longest reigning modern day world champion, breaking CM Punk's record. He is now at like 438 Man. days, and he's had 10 defenses. Well, that's the thing. Like, I go, I'm kind of going to argue that I feel like he had 14 just because um, I'm including house show defenses. Okay, but still, because, that's not like 110. No, it definitely isn't. And, and the only so many people will argue about the house shows being like, I'm sorry, Brendan, live events, that the live events don't matter. But if you could win a title on a live event and it counts, then the title defenses should count as well. Yeah. All right? Okay. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, yeah. So back some stuff with Jinder Mahal, which then leads to Robert Reigns defeating Sunil Singh. I mean, they got a match coming up with Money in the Bank. Man, no point to really spoil Reigns versus Mahal right there. Yeah, no, absolutely. B team goes over Heath Slater and Rhino, which then sets up uh, you know the deleters of worlds coming out and you know have them have some weird stare downs, which is cool. Yeah, I love the Heath Slater's T-shirt. The Rhino made this. <laughs> like it's like the T-shirt wise from the B team to Rhino made this T-shirt. Those two shirts are gonna are the most simple T-shirts ever. Yet they're probably gonna outsell everyone on that website. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Um, next up, yeah. Next up, you had Elias performing uh, with his Intercontinental Championship guitar. I thought that was awesome. I think I love it. I, I think that's a cool gimmick to uh, start to use. You know, <laughs> We're just like to start I, laughing now at that. <laughs> like just just like how um, Rick Rude and also Velveteen Dream they do the pants. It's it would be cool if Elias starts to incorporate all of that with his guitar. I, I I'm 100% about that. Yeah. Well, celebrate. Well, the concert was ended early as Rollins charged the ring. I am just happy he did not smash the guitar. He did smash the guitar. He curb he stopped the guitar. Oh, they didn't show that on the uh, YouTube clip. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm happy I didn't see that because that would be depressing. But this is a different way to extend this feud. Rather yeah. than be like, oh, they're going to beat each other up. No, breaks his guitar. Now he's got something to get him, get going on him on, yeah. uh, you know, uh, this Sunday. And I, I think that we're, we're all big fans of Elias and his potential as well. So I'm let's see it. Yeah. Uh, after that, you had a backstage Bobby Roode, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens really trying hard all night long to get everybody to beat up Braun Strowman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. After this, Ruby Riot picks up the win over Bailey. I, I like the Riot Squad making their entrance, like how they showed backstage and they're just causing mayhem backstage, and then Liv. Uh, was Liv that Tyler. who was that guy <laughs> who was? Um, oh, I don't know. Was that Archibald Peck? Do you I remember him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. actually looked him up on twitter recently just to see what he was up to oh really uh, yeah i think he's working for some tv show or something i forgot oh that's awesome but with this uh skit i love this segment i love Liv morgan i almost said Liv tyler again Happy uh, birth- uh, it was Liv morgan's birthday this week yeah it is yeah, uh, birthday, i like that i like that she picked up the lollipop that was on the ground i just gross. put it right in her mouth it's so gross there was a wrapper on it okay good but but still um, yeah, that Ruby Riot leaving their car- calling card all over Bailey Good. with the shark. I feel like they need to build up some star. Like the Riot Squad are the perfect people to build up. You know I- what would have been a good way to build them up? What In- inclusion in a Money in the Bank 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, that would have been great and everything like that. But, (laughs) but, you know, whatever. Maybe they cost to it. Maybe the Money in the Bank winners ever moon. Maybe she cashes in the Riot Squad, you know, ruins it for her. You said who knows? Maybe maybe I can't see the Riot Squad really remaining quiet. Maybe the Riot Squad interferes in Money in the Bank. It takes a briefcase. You never know. Dave would mark out so hard. Oh, that's for sure. Uh, Keeping keeping the charge in the women's division, you had a face-to-face between Ryan Rousey and Nia Jax, which then got physical um, because Ronda Rousey got her in that armbar, and Ronda Rousey made Nia Jax tap. Yeah, reminiscent of uh, Asuka. Yeah. But... Do you like this at all? I mean, leading up to the pay-per-view, hyping up Nia Jax, Nia Jax putting herself over, saying that she can't, won't tap out to Rousey, and then Rousey making her tap the week, a few days before the pay-per-view. I like it because then it's just like she gets to let because then you could kind of play the card like, oh my god, Ronda Rousey's gonna win, but then it could be, oh my god, no, she's not. Nia Jax is going to win because she's going to get the last laugh. Or maybe it's a disqualification or something like that, you know. Who knows? Who knows? Next up, you had – it was supposed to be Kurt Hawkins versus No Way Jose, uh, but they couldn't find Kurt Hawkins. Uh, he was dressed up as one of Jose's dancers. Uh, Jose gets the knockout punch, and Kurt Hawkins is now 0 and 201. Yeah, I I thought it was a very smart strategy that he had there. There's they're, they're starting to do fun things with Kurt Hawkins and this losing streak, and I think they have to extend it on Monday Night Raw, keeping him doing stuff like this. Yeah, I, I'm all about Hawkins being booked. It's a it turned into a great gimmick. Yeah, it is. He's got a shirt. He has an article on ESPN.com. Yeah, I mean, and and a lot of people don't recognize this, but there's a being Owen two hundred and one isn't really a bad thing because he's putting over so many ta- uh, talented wrestlers in those 201 matches, making them look even better than they really are. But I wonder how Haw- many times he faced Apollo Crews. Yeah, right? Yeah. But even still, like Hawkins is – same thing with Ryder. Like when some of these wrestlers lose, it's because they are that good that they just can make the other wrestler look better. So, but next up, you had Balor and Rude backstage, going along with that entire uh, that entire gimmick of the entire show <laughs> with them backstage about um, teaming up to take on Braun and whether or not they should listen to Kevin Owens. I don't think they should. Yeah. Yeah. Next well, up, you had uh, Sami Zayn continuing his feud with Bobby Lashley. They're gonna fight this week. They're gonna have a match this Sunday at Money in the Bank. Sami Zayn challenges Bobby Lashley. To a military uh, obstacle course. Interesting. Tire flip, low crawl, vault, wall vault, monkey bars, rope climb. And yeah, it's just, you know, Sami Zayn attacks him afterwards, and that's it. Yeah, Sami Zayn just using his, I guess, plan, his plan went to went as planned because he had Bobby Lashley exert all of his energy in this obstacle course and then beat him up when he was weak. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Oh. Oh. Next, next up, you had Braun Strowman interrupting Owens, Root, and Balor backstage as all of them were continuing that conversation. And Braun telling them, pretty much, go ahead, team up if you need to. But he's still going to win. Yep. And this was a fatal four-way match, which Braun Strowman won by pitfall. Yeah. And I, I thought that this they all did 
triple team Braun Strowman at the beginning of the match, and for a good portion of it too. Um, I was a big fan of the part where Bobby Roode put uh, – he started hitting Braun with the ladder, trying to get that involved. And then he had Kevin Owens putting Braun through a table with the frog splash. Yeah, awesome. Really, they're really trying to hop up money in the bank. You know. Yeah. The last. I, uh... I think they did a really good job. I did mark out a little bit because <laughs> the commentator at some point, I, I don't know who, but they said, I think it was to like Kevin Owens or someone, like, get up, get up. And the only thing that popped into my head was drop the bombshells with the, what is it? Uh, Team 3D oh, with God. Dumb Boys. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. Oh, they're bad music. Yeah, the Power Man, Power Man 5000. Yeah, I, I yeah. like that music. Yeah, it was okay. <laughs> it could have been better. Um, um, yeah, so but that's my uh, raw. Yeah, Braun Strowman picking up the victory with that running power slam onto the ladder. Yeah. So let's get on to some SmackDown. Yeah, SmackDown starts off with like a uh, say a women's summit also this week. A lot of summits happening this week. Yeah, this one was – Paige is doing a great job as a GM. Yeah, she's really turned the page, no pun intended. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think pub dad joke there on that one. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, she's doing really a good just... job, you know, having all the women that are going to be part of the Money in the Bank ladder match in the ring. Yeah, speaking about all their accolades and why they will win and stuff like that, only to be interrupted by the Iconics. Still crushing and... it on their promos. Dude, so good. And then Absolution doing an even better job, too. Yeah. And then this leads to a brawl. Brawl no. for all. <laughs> no, I wish. Remember Brawl <laughs> for All? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Wait, the p- people really got knocked out during that. Yeah, and then they, they had a plan that, uh, what, Dr. Death was going to win. No, Butterbean was going to win. No, I, I thought it was doc- Dr. Death was originally scheduled to, like, they wanted him to win, but they just didn't really realize that Butterbean was that good Didn't and Bart it was gonna knock him out um yeah. yes bark gun beat butterbean i think in the oh finals yeah but next up you had daniel bryan pick up the victory over shelton benjamin which was awesome great match um, what does doing the yes chant backstage train exactly is that cardio like i didn't understand daniel bryan Doing his like routine warm up backstage and then going into a yes chant. I'm like, he's just he's getting huh. hype, huh? Okay, yeah, <laughs> I may be like, I may be the only person that's willing to admit this, but since Daniel Bryan's return, I probably have watched two or three of his matches in full. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh man. All right. Yeah. So apparently, according to that huge Mark Jim Cornette, Steve Williams was the WWF favorite to win the match. With the company looking towards a lucrative pay-per-view match between Williams and Steve Austin, yeah. apparently Bob Holly claimed that Williams was already paid a hundred thousand dollars prize money before his second round <laughs> fight against this is this is attitude error here, folks. So the money was just being thrown around um, against Bart Gunn, but during the fight, Williams su- suffered a hamstring injury and was knocked out by Bart Gunn. Uh, <laughs> Bart Gunn went to defeat Bradshaw by KO uh, on an episode of Rose War to win the tournament and seventy-five thousand dollars. Bart Gunn received $25,000. Oh, yeah. But Butterbean uh, came involved when he faced Bart Gunn at WrestleMania. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. I I had a, a brain fart there. But, yeah, that was a WrestleMania. But, yeah, you got to – I guess during that entire time, everybody – I think Bob Holly was saying, like, don't – and uh, Billy Gunn was saying, like, don't put Bart Gunn in this fight because he's going – he's actually going to beat 
Steve Williams. It's not it's not like you don't want it to sit playing this way, so don't do it. And they did it, and this is what happened. Yeah. But so. Awesome match between Daniel Ryan and Shelton Benjamin. Um, you come back from the commercial break, though, and it looks like somebody – and it looks like Paige is trying to find Asuka. She finds Asuka, and Asuka wants Carmella tonight. But Paige can't do that because they have a big match coming up this Sunday at Money in the Bank. She then makes it a 10-woman tag match. Naomi, Lana, Becky Lynch, Shelton Asuka versus the Iconics, Carmella, Mandy Rose, and Sonya Deville. Wow. Yeah. Then runs into The Miz acting his uh, as a referee. Should. And he's going to make a movie called The Rough, Rough Ref. Uh, and, yeah. Cool, Miz. Yeah. That, that sets up everything for the future. Um, next up, they had Jerry Lawler introducing an interview and AJ Styles in front of the crowd. It. I know you were in a segment. Big... Wasted segment. I actually i I thought it was a, it was a all right filler to a good way to get AJ Styles on some airtime before the pay per view. But the thing that I also liked even more was the eighties slash ninety ish vibe of doing an interview. Yeah, on the stage. Comic, yeah, on the stage. Well, they're trying to or on on a stand like a, they were on like I guess a stand or whatever. It gave like that kind of vibe of like Mean Gene or or Jerry Lawler back in the day. Uh, interviewing someone over there. Yeah, oh, I yeah, I agree a hundred percent. I agree a hundred percent. But yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I thought it was just a waste of saving. They could have did something in the ring. They could have done something a lot more. But you know, you, I mean, had to, you had to have the champ on TV. I guess the only other way to involve AJ Styles would have him be involved with that nine title match later on. Yeah, but you don't want to do that again. You don't. Want... No, what they did with that non title match later was worked perfectly. Uh, yeah. Rusev picking up a huge victory over Samoa Joe going into Money in the Bank, which I, I liked a lot. Yeah, he got he did get some help from uh, the referee, the Miz. Yeah, but still. Some help. Still but, Samoa yeah. Joe, they've been they've been trying to build up Samoa Joe a lot on SmackDown since he came over, so Yeah, and I actually like the Miz getting the upper hand, how Rusev attacked Joe after the match, and then Miz got the other upper hand. And then he grabs a briefcase, and inside the briefcase, a bunch of pancakes. And then they cut to New Day backstage just laughing. Yeah, and like Xavier Woods and Kofi in the same shirt. It was yeah. funny. I, 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 funny. I'm still a fan of, I'm still a fan of uh, the New Day. Yeah, you gotta be. Uh, next up is that nine-title match we were alluding to. Jeff Hardy picked up the victory over Shinsuke Nakamura, but it was by DQ because of a low blow. Yeah, and then uh, afterwards, Shinsuke hits the... Uh, Kinshasa counts to ten, and his music plays. Yeah. Um, so Again, that, this this was like a first time ever match. I it it, should have it was been, it was it was a great match, but still, like this is a first time ever, ever, ever. Not like it happened yeah. in Ring of Honor before. This is the first time ever. I feel like there should have been like not a disqualification finish and beat Jeff Hardy, but I understand. It's tough to give a decisive um, finish to it because Jeff Hardy being a champion, Shinsuke. Going in against Nakamura, uh, going against uh, AJ Styles. The only other way I could see it is if Nakamura did lose, it would have to involve AJ Styles, maybe low blowing him, and the ref doesn't see it. Yeah, that would be the only way I could manage something like that. But yeah. next up, you had Big Cass cutting a promo backstage on Daniel Bryan and their upcoming match. Yeah, using uh, the set, uh, height requirement of seven feet to ride this ride. Um... Eh, I mean, I feel like he's only 
Big Cass is only using the height to his advantage. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of falling short. Nothing on Big Cass or anything like that, but it's just like how many times can you say, oh, yeah, you're short. Oh, yeah, you're short. Oh, yeah, you're short. Yeah. I mean, did you see the promo that Daniel Bryan cut backstage? I guess like backstage fallout or whatever they had? No, I didn't watch it. Sorry. Dude, if they actually aired that, it would have put Cass so far under because this promo by Daniel Bryan was so solid. Oh, really? Oh, he he bashed him so hard, and it was just such a great promo. Uh, in intense, and, and very intense. But next up, the main event of the evening, a 10-woman tag team match. Asuka, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Lana, and Naomi picks up the victory over Carmella, Mandy, Rose, Sonya Deville, and the Iconics. Quick, uh, you know, everybody gets their stuff in. You know, let the women uh, end the show before Money in the Bank, which I like. Yeah, then Asuka locking in the Asuka lock on Carmella, yeah, which is go. perfect. It, 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 two birds of one stone. Exactly. You're hyping up the women's Money in the Bank match. You're hyping up the, the SmackDown tag team match. So, yeah, two solid shows out of WWE this week. Not, you know, and 205 Live was great. NXT was great. Um, but speaking of NXT... It's prediction time on here, marking out, folks. Let's get to NXT TakeOver Chicago. Happening the night before Money in the Bank. You're going to have Ricochet facing off against Velveteen Dream. Brandon has given me all of his predictions and says that Ricochet is going to win. I agree with him on that. Yeah, I'm going to go with Ricochet as well. Not to be remiss, though, that Velveteen Dream is going to crush it in this match. Oh, yeah. As he, he does with every takeover. I'm excited to see this match. I'm also excited to see that push for Velveteen Dream. Oh, absolutely. And the really amazing thing about Velveteen Dream, and I may be like wild for thinking this, I don't think we have to pull the trigger right now for him. I 100% agree. Like, he seems like his, his gimmick and his, his <laughs> overall character and demeanor and charisma and ability to cut a promo and captivate fans during his promos and his matches it, that's he has a rare talent that it's okay to let settle right now yeah john cena said he's the one so we'll see yeah. you uh, have the nxt women's championship on the line Shayna baszler will be defending against nikki cross brandon said it's going to be Shayna baszler i agree yeah all three of us across the board going baszler i mean it's all it's nice to see nikki cross finally getting another shot up there but i think you gotta i think that it's time to just bring her up to the main roster yeah i well i i don't think it's time to bring her up to the main roster because i don't think how, have, it's like, how many yeah how okay. many i was gonna say like how many more title shots could we see Nikki cross get though i mean she recently she hasn't gotten a lot she's oh no good. not recently but i mean in the past she's i mean yeah i think she's always in a triple threat match but yeah. I feel like Baszler is going to win, and this is only going to lead to Baszler versus um, uh, what's your face? Um, oh man, Dakota Who's Kai. Yeah, yeah, Dakota Kai. All right, cool, very cool. You're going to have a Chicago street fight, which I think should probably close out the show. Tommaso Ciampa is going to be facing off against Johnny Gargano. Brandon saying Tommaso Ciampa. I'm going to go Gargano. I'm going to go Gargano as well. I feel like maybe Johnny Gargano really keeping this dark side to him yeah. is going to help him in the I long mean, run. How many, yeah, and how many times can you really do this entire Gargano gets beat down by Champo thing? I mean, well, it could be he gets beat down 
I mean, I could see Brandon's side where he's been getting beat down. Johnny Gargano tries to go to all extremes and fails. And Ciampa takes him out of XT, and then he goes like SmackDown or whatever. But that's either here nor there. Yeah. The tag team titles will be on the line as the undisputed era of Roderick Strong and Kyle Riley will be facing off against Oni Larkin and Danny Burch. Brandon said the undisputed era. I'm saying the same. I agree. Undisputed era. Undisputed era. Yeah. Uh, and the NXT championship will be on the line. Alistair Black will be uh, making his first solid defense against Lars Sullivan. <laughs> Brandon said Alistair Black. I'm saying Alistair Black as well. I I agree. I think Aleister Black. I think that they have someone. I think they have something solid with Lars, but this is also the title defense from Aleister Black. So. Yeah, and I think this they should carry this until like. Is this really his first title defense? I think he had like one other. No, no, no. yeah, he had another one. I think this is his second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, All but. Right. But there, yeah. that's uh, that's takeover. Takeovers are usually awesome. There's gonna be five matches, and uh, it'll be two and a half hours long of pure markdom. Oh, definitely. Uh, definitely, and, uh, and I, I'm, the Chicago crowd is going to be great too. Oh, absolutely, they yeah. always are. Just we let's hold off from the CM Punk chance. Yeah, they won't. They won't. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the next yeah. day, you have Money in the Bank. The Money in the Bank pay per view is going to have a kickoff show, and the SmackDown tag team titles will be on the line as the Good Brothers, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, will be facing off against the Bludgeon Brothers. Brandon is saying that the Bludgeon Brothers are going to win and Sanity's going to debut. Um, I'll say the Bludgeon Brothers also. I'm going to agree with Bludgeon Brothers, and I'm I'm definitely okay with Sanity debuting. Now, Sanity debut, Nikki Cross lo- loses. Do you include her? No. Okay. No, I don't think so. Okay. Daniel Bryan's going to be facing off against Big Cass. I'm going to say Brandon said Big Cass. I'm going to say Daniel Bryan. I'm going to go with Daniel Bryan on this one. Yeah. I feel like, you know, again, they have the heel, really focusing on the heel, really running them down. Again, yeah, quick match. Plus, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a quick match, too. Uh, Bobby Lashley taking on Sami Zayn. Brandon, Brandon saying Bobby Lashley. I'm going to go with Bobby Lashley as well. Yeah, I'm sadly going to go with Bobby Lashley as well. It's just like there's nothing for him. Like, no, he's got it's... No, he comes out, does stalling suplexes, and that's it. He was so much better in TNA. He had that whole MMA gimmick. It was a lot of fun. I, I've never been a fan. Okay. So uh, uh, to me, it's just very dry and yeah. bland. It's dry. Yeah. Uh, Roman, Roman Reigns is going to be facing up against yeah. Jinder Mahal. Brandon says Roman Reigns. I say Roman Reigns. Going the big dog, Roman Reigns. Arr, 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 arr. That's Titus O'Neil, Larry. Yeah. <laughs> the Intercontinental Title. And your champion, Seth Rollins, will be defending against Elias. Brandon saying Seth Rollins. I'm going to say Elias. I'm going to change it up. Ooh. I'm going to go with Rollins, but I love that you picked Elias. Yeah, i got to change it up. All of our things have been really similar. Uh, the SmackDown yeah. women's title will be on the line. Carmella will be defending against Asuka. Brandon saying Carmella. Um, I'm saying Carmella as well. I'm going to go with Asuka. All right. Uh, did you read the reports earlier this week saying that James Ellsworth might be booked for Money in the Bank? What's your take on that? I thought it'd be awesome. I think it's great. He got her so he got he got Carmella so much heat, and it'd be so much better if he comes in. But apparently, he's gonna be wrestling in China. So yeah, he's been doing a really good job on the indie scene too. Now, if he did come in, I could see him pulling a screw job on Carmella too. That no, nah, I yeah. I mean, think about it. She won the title. Never have has she thanked 
James Ellsworth, put him over. She belittled him heavily right before his exit. This could be his uh, revenge on her, and then he goes off doing his other thing. Yeah. Kind of like the closure. Yeah, there we go. I'm going to take my intergential title and go to China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, SmackDown women's titles on... We talked about that, wow. Uh, the Raw Women's Championship is on the line. Nia Jax can defend against Ronda Rousey. Brandon said Nia Jax. I'm saying Ronda Rousey. I'm going to go with Ronda Rousey. And I think it's going to get interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Your WWE Championship will be on the line in a last man standing match. AJ Styles against Nakamura. Brandon said Nakamura. I'm going to say Nakamura. I'm going to go with AJ Styles. All right, cool. Yeah, I'm going with the champ retaining. The women's money in the bank match will be on the line. Uh, it's it, There's nothing on the line. A briefcase is going to be hanging. <laughs> this is what happens when I don't have an alcoholic beverage during the show. No, it's all good. No, I'm, I know. I think I'm doing well today. There will be a briefcase above the ring, and these women will be fighting for control of that briefcase. Ember Moon, Charlotte Flair, Naomi, Becky Lynch, Alexa Bliss, Natalia, and Sasha Banks. Braden saying Ember Moon. I'm going to say Charlotte Flair because Charlotte Flair is going to cash in at WrestleMania in the main event against Ronda Rousey. I'm going to go with Natalia. Okay, interesting. Be- you know, with all this build with her and Rousey and stuff, what happens if Rousey wins and then Natalia wins it and she cashes in? Yeah. And your men's Money in the Bank match, it'll be Finn Balor, Braun Strowman, The Miz, Rusev, one member of the New Day, we don't know who it is yet, Bobby Roode, Kevin Owens, and Samoa Joe. Uh, Brandon's saying Rusev, but if Kofi Kingston is in the match, it's going to be Kofi Kingston. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I'm going to go with Finn Balor. Finn Balor? Okay. Yeah. The only reason I say that is because I can see him winning it. And just like what you said with the WrestleMania cash-in, I'm going to reverse it. Instead of that being the women's, I'm going to say that could end up being Balor over Lesnar. I'm going to say Braun Strowman. Because I think okay. the next, I think the next night, Braun Strowman will go out and go. I'm gonna. He's like, I don't need. It. I, this is what I was thinking about today. This is my Mark dreams. He's gonna come out on Monday. He goes, I need don't need to hide behind anybody. I don't need anybody to do the work for me. I'm cashing my money in the bank at SummerSlam against Brock Lesnar, and that's gonna hit hit your main events. Yeah, yeah. I think that. I mean, in the Balor, what I said, it doesn't have to be WrestleMania. It could be SummerSlam or whatever. But I I would love that Braun Strowman thing too. Like I'm. A-OK with Braun winning, with Balor winning, pretty much anybody but Samoa Joe. Yeah. I mean, well, we could even see, too, like if they do the men's money in the bank early and then they have Nakamura win, Samoa Joe comes out, cashes it against Nakamura, chokes him out. Yeah. Or even AJ Styles, because I know I heard that what I read a couple of weeks ago is that Samoa Joe might be the next one, which would be cool. You need You don't have any big main event players on SmackDown. I'm sorry, but Samoa Joe just doesn't he he's just as bad I mean, he's just a step up from Bobby Lashley to me. Wow. Don't get me wrong. I mean, yeah, I'm saying a lot right there, but yes, he's very talented. He's the uh brawler and everything like that, but it just doesn't entertain me. Alright, interesting. All right, well, only time will tell Sunday uh, live on the WWE Network that you can purchase for $9.99 a month. We'll see where it goes from there. But until then, let's get into Shameless Plugs. 
Shameless Plugs. All right, shameless plugs time. First one, definitely go check out Willow Nightingale. Uh, go give her a follow on Twitter at W underscore Nightingale underscore. She is the NYWC Starlet Champion right now, and she is the longest reigning consecutive NYWC Starlet Champion as she passed Nikki Adams with 468 days. So huge congr- congratulations to her. Um, so Brock Lesnar surpassing CM Punk and Willow Nightingale surpassing Nikki Adams. Also, make sure you go check out Battle Club Pro. They're going to be holding an event. Uh, on June 16th in Stafford Springs, Connecticut. Uh, it is called Malice at the Palace. It's an all-female pro wrestling show featuring Kylie Ray taking taking on Santana Garrett, uh, Harlow O'Hara taking on Sue Young, Ali Cat taking on Veda Scott, and so much more. Go check them out, battleclubpro.com, at xbattleclubpro on Twitter. And also go check out Innovative Pro. They're going to be putting on the event to hell and back on July 22nd um, in Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. And now this card is stacked with Jimmy Havoc, Masada, Austin Theory, uh, JT Dunn, Darius Carter, and so much more. But the thing that I was huge mark, marked out for was the pro- promotional posters that they're putting out together. The most recent one was the Priestess challenging the princess as it was uh, Harlow O'Hara versus Kimberly. And it was kind of like they took it with a Hellraiser setting of it. Mm. And they gave that kind of a, a base to it. And they did that same thing similar with Jimmy Havoc with like the Jason mask and stuff like that. And Freddy Krueger's claws. Dope. Um, and it was just such an awesome poster. And especially this Hellraiser one with O'Hara and, and Kimberly. I loved it. And the creator... Is C- you could go give the creator a follow, CM Graphics at CMX Graphics on Twitter. If you need to get any promotional uh, posters done for your uh, events upcoming, definitely shoot him a message on Twitter, and I highly suggest you check out all of those above. All right, now it's time. Hey, Chris, you got a match of the week? Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Yes, I do, David. Match of the week this week is from King of the Ring, 1993, the finals. Bret Hart versus Bam Bam Bigelow. Uh, WWE posted that it happened 25 years ago today. Right? That's 25 years? Yeah. yeah. So I went back and I watched it. What a match. Seriously. Oh, yeah. Bam Bam Bigelow was so awesome. Bret Hart was is was my first favorite wrestler of all time. So if you get the opportunity, go back. King of the Ring Finals, 1993. Bret Hart versus Bam Bam Bigelow. Um, yeah, that, that's a classic match. Oh, and my like, God. And that, and, that, and that King of the Ring, too, was just awesome. Legends in there. Yeah. I mean, one wrestler that's involved in there, like I saw a clip of it, a GIF on there uh, earlier today, and it featured um, – it was Crush versus Shawn Michaels. And I'm like, Crush does not get enough credit. Oh, I like, know. I, feel he, like, I mean, he, he, he like had like he had like a great career too. Yeah, I, you know, I feel like Crush and even Drunk the Clown, those are two wrestlers that should be inducted. If you're going to induct uh, some of the people that you were inducting, I think that Crush and Drunk the Clown, their gimmicks alone, totally as a kid growing up watching uh, WWF, 
I loved watching them. I hated watching Doink, and I actually was a big Crush fan. What about you? No, it's like, oh, I love, oh, I love that that whole thing. That kind of scared me a little bit. Um, no, Crush <laughs> in that Crush wasn't in the King of the Ring. He faced off against Shawn Michaels for his Continental Title. Yeah, in that one, and then like you had in that tournament, you had Bret Hart, Mister Perfect, Tatanka. Uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Mr. Hughes, Razor Ramon, I said Bret Hart, Bam Bam Bigelow, like... I think that this was the match right before the, uh, what was it, right before Razor Ramon went to NW, went to WCW, too. Was it? I'm almost positive that this was right bef- right after the, uh, what is it, the, the taking a bow at MSG? Yeah, you're more of a historian than I am. The the curtain call, you mean? Yeah, the curtain call. I'm almost positive that Razor went over to WCW right after this because he lost to Bret Hart in the tournament. Yeah. I mean, and then Yokozuna is so damn good. I know, I know, I know. Yokozuna versus Hogan, and that was the one where Hogan, the camera guy, had the flash of the, the fire flash yeah. go off in Hogan's eyes. Loved it. I mean, you don't get... You, uh, sometimes I wish that I was a kid again to enjoy wrestling to that same capacity. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. So, um, Brandon's not here, but, uh, I am going to do my best with his shout outs. So Chris, who are you going to shout out? Shalom. Jace over here. And you're about to listen to my favorite part of the show. Brandon Shalom's. Oh, uh, I mean, Brandon shout outs. First shout out. We didn't talk about it. And uh, we do a lot of, cooking talk on the show and food talk uh we gotta give a shout out to anthony bourdain uh this last past week he took his life which i found it's not committing suicide it's completing suicide i found that out it's not committing mm. if, like if you actually go and you know, kill yourself it's completing suicide so um people have demons um even this guy who was world-renowned you know, he had a show. He had a books. I think Medium Raw was the last book that I have read, uh, like five years ago. Uh, and it's a dang shame that he's not going to be with us anymore. Um, suicide's not a joke. Suicide's not something that you're selfish for taking your own life. People don't know how to talk sometimes, and they feel like this is their only way out. So um, there's plenty of vessels, vessels, I should say because we're doing a wrestling podcast, um, for people to talk to if they need help, if they're feeling suicidal, if they're feeling depressed. So definitely go check those out. And uh, thank you to Anthony Bourdain for everything that uh, he has given us with his life. Man, it's just unfortunate. It's so unfortunate that this is also not the most, it's the most recent, but the week before, Kate Spade. Yeah, Kate. no, it's earlier that week. Yeah, same, earlier, same thing. Week. I mean, crazy, dude. It stinks, but, man. Like, very unfortunate. Like, you know, when I said pe- people think like it's selfish to take your own life, like I was talking to somebody the other day. He's like, he had a kid that's selfish of doing blah blah. This kind of thing. You don't know better when you're in like that suicidal state. Like, your brain isn't working like that. You know, mm-hmm. it's you're you're being pained. It's 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 a very tough subject. So. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's so unfortunate. And if anybody listening right now is in that sort of a position or if anybody that you know is just please uh, reach out to the proper authorities, get help, uh, get the help that you need. And because there is a lot of people around you that do care about you and there's people out there that will support you. Yeah. Um, so just, yeah. Uh, look at all the options. Yeah, man. 
So, uh, on another positive note, the second shout-out goes to Alexander Ovechkin. Dave's a Rangers fan. I'm an Islanders fan. But what this guy, the bender that this guy is on after winning the Stanley <laughs> Cup is incredible. It's legendary. I ha- I, every picture I've seen, I don't think he has not had an alcoholic beverage in his hand. I don't think he's sober yet. I don't think he's sober. They had, like, pictures of him at a nightclub in Las Vegas drinking Dom Perignon out of the Stanley Cup, doing keg stands out of the thing, sleeping in the bed with his wife. Like, <laughs> and then they showed him at the parade today, like, double fisting. Like, incredible. Incredible. I mean, did, did you see the one of him at the Washington Nationals game? Oh, yeah. He, was, uh, he had a beer in one hand and a baseball in the other one. Yeah, and then there was one where there was a picture of – like you, you, they panned out. It was a panned picture, and you see the the boxes and everything like that, the box seats, and all you see is in a small like distance, you see Ovechkin hold, holding the Stanley Cup above his head, and the person like whoever tweeted out said like Ovechkin is celebrating with the Stanley Cup, but they won't put him on TV because the ball's in play right now, <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's just hilarious. And then he went swimming in a, a fountain somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he was on Jimmy Fallon with the with the cup because we had a triple crown winner. Yeah, we did. Um, yeah, uh, Mike Smith rode Justify to the triple crown, and they we actually drank out of the Stanley Cup altogether. But with the horse. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the right. Horse with the horse. Out. Oh my god, that's disgusting. Oh man, but yeah, no, no, the horse was not there. But I mean, Ovechkin deserves it. Yeah, man, and that's, a, that's a, and that's the first. Uh cup win in the uh, franchise history so awesome yeah i, I think it's been 16 year seasons yeah. that he's been playing so the guy he, he's a legend so it's nice to see that come to him yes um and it wouldn't be brandon shout outs without an anti shout out uh, uh this one goes out to a gentleman called hunter day um last week when WrestleZone posted cm punk's first comments following the trial win over dr amon I posted on there saying, real reporting right here. Hey, CM Punk, let's take a selfie, in quotes. And this gentleman then had to go, did better than you. Well, I didn't even do it. So you can't judge me for doing reporting because I'm not a reporter. I'm just a wrestling fan that likes to talk on a podcast. So who is this? Some random person. This person's name is Hunter Day. So they're getting an anti-shout out because shame shame on you shame shame but on more positive notes let's get to it our our mark out moment of the week mark out moment mark of the out. week Oh, it, I we it's fine. Yeah, it's okay. Mark out moment of the week, Dave. What do you have mark out wise? You know, I I have two of them. First off, CM Punk's entrance, the cult of cult of personality. I still mark out every time I hear it, and once again, I marked out for it. I I love hearing that, and I love seeing CM Punk doing that entrance. Um, another time I marked out, and I'm gonna mark out even more tomorrow, and I'm sure you and the entire uh, pro wrestling world will mark out because. The Elite is going to be taking on New Day oh, yeah. at E3 convention in Street Fighter V. Well, it's really Kenny Omega versus Xavier Woods, but the Young Bucks are going to be on the side of Kenny Omega, and then Biggie and Kofi are going to be on the side of Xavier Woods during this fight. Yeah, it's crazy. And WWE's like promoting it too, which is yeah. wild. They would never do that in a million years. 
they, they have it on WWE.com. They even had Ka- uh, Kathy Kelly do a, a a breakdown of the the matchup between the two of them. Yeah. Unbelievable time so, that we live in. So crazy. Um, but uh, my mark out moment of the week ties in to E3. Um, I'm a big Nintendo fan. So this week, Nintendo had their like uh, big reveal on Monday. When they reveal all new things that are coming up out of the system, out of Switch, uh, first thing, uh, which I screamed like a little girl about, was they're releasing a Mario Party for the Switch, Super Mario Party, where that looks unreal. It looks Very so cool. awesome. Um, and then Super Smash Brothers, uh, what is what is it called? Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is coming out too. Sixty-five playable characters, every character. In the history of Super Smash Brothers, is going to be playable, which is incredible. Yeah, so, that looks like an insane game. Oh, I can't wait. December seventh is going to be legendary. So I marked out real, real hard for that. I, I I hope that like some at some point there'll be a wrestling appearance in one of those games. Yeah, right. Like maybe put like Hogan or like just an old school video game image of one of them in there. Yeah. Oh my god. That, it, wild, so wild. But yeah, that was my market moment of the week this week. Um, and that's our show for this week. Next week, uh, Brandon will hopefully be back so we can go over Money in the Bank, NXT TakeOver, anything else that happens in the world of professional wrestling. But until then, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes and all of your other podcasting sites. Facebook.com slash out, Twitter.com slash out, out one at gmail.com. YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11, MarkingOut.com. If you don't want to go to a podcasting site and just want to go to the website and give us a little traction ski, we'd appreciate that. Follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog, Brandon, since he's not here, at BTTG161, Dave on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO. Uh, until next week, we wish we you, wish you the, the Wow.